I'm Felicia. And I'm Ian. And we are the Paranormal Lovers. Hello, Paranormal Dudes, Dudettes, and Dudays. Welcome back to another episode of the Paranormal Lovers. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Yes, we're in the same clothes that we were in for the last episode because we're double recording. So Double record. Double record. Now that we got it working. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. I also have a kitty in my lap. Yeah, there's a kitty kitty. Aria. She's our older kitty. She doesn't want to be on camera. Just pet me, please. (laughs) I just want to snuggle up in this blanket in your lap. Yep. All right. So we got to find something else this time. What did you love about this week? Uh, Let's see. Since it'll be next week, I'm going to say that I loved going to the fair that I haven't gone to yet. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. North Carolina Mountain State Fair is in town and we're going to skidoodle on over there here and see i'm gonna have me some fried goodness yes i'm gonna ride all the rides i don't care if i have to ride them by myself i want to ride some damn rides i want to ride the ferris wheel with patty see that's the one i don't want to do no Mm-mm. she too like she's squirmy. too fidgety mm-hmm. and squirmy and it'd be rocking and i have a fear of heights and i'm not strapped in yeah i can ride roller coasters because i'm strapped in yeah <laughs> but yeah Mm, it's gonna be fun what what did you like about next week baby i'm gonna have to say even though we're recording today um we had our first merch sale oh yeah yeah yeah. like thank you whoever that was yeah thank you christy from florida i kind of feel like it might be the chick from paranormal misfits i'm not sure if it is thank you yeah thank you thank you whoever it is thank you so much that's amazing that's Um, awesome i didn't think that was ever gonna happen did did she did she get the coffee cup? The coffee cup, a tote bag, and I think maybe the hoodie. Let us know how you like that coffee cup. Yeah, <laughs> let us know how you, let us know how it so works. That should be awesome if it works the way it's supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> and I need to sit down. Been working five days a week. We got the kid. It's been kind of chaotic. My See, house I, ain't been cleaned in weeks. I'm trying to get shit done, but I worked hard on that uh, that drawing. It you was, did. You it was did. A pretty cool drawing. It was really good. Uh, I want to get back on there and get online and come up with some more art and stuff so we can do some more merch. I know. I, I like never have time for art nowadays, but I actually got I love to, to buy my first piece of merch from a podcast this week as well. Yep. I got me a shirt from Indigenous Tales Indigenous for my birthday Tales. coming up. So we love you guys. We do. Uh, they're my, they're our friends. Yeah. Even though they're 3000 miles away. Mm-hmm. All right. So, after the episode that I did last time, that damn cult, yeah. I needed something a little chiller. Something a little more, uh, like, livened. A little or, more uh, lighthearted. Lighthearted, yeah. Yeah. Um, and while listening to Lore Legends from Aaron Mankey, he did an episode about wood monsters. Mm. Follow me here. He mentioned the legend of the Hodag. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the Hodag. But some legends state that the Hodag was born was born from the burnt out corpse of an ox. Hmm. Paul Bunyan's big blue ox babe. No way. And when he said Paul Bunyan, I said, I'm doing Paul Bunyan. Nice. <laughs> so today we're gonna do Paul Bunyan. Sweet. Um 
I remember growing up hearing about Paul Bunyan a lot. I haven't sure. heard about him a lot lately. It's a legend. He is a legend. Um, he is a hero of American and French Canadian folklore. Legends of Paul originated from North American log- loggers. And when I say North American, I mean the U.S. and Canada. Because mm-hmm. there's just lots of fucking woods. Right. From Maine to the woods of Canada, men would sit around the campfire at night and tell tall tales. Tales of a larger-than-life log man started going around, and before long, Paul became over 10 feet tall. Nice. He has been featured in everything from cartoons to books to musicals and even as a mascot for a few companies. Looking at you, bounty paper towels. (laughs) (laughs) The legend we are going to discuss today is mostly based from the New England region of the U.S. Right. The legend starts that Paul was such a large baby that it took over five large storks to deliver him to his parents. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would take at least ten cows a day to make enough milk for him. Wow. Before long, he was eating 50 eggs for breakfast. Wow. Every morning. Must have had a lot of chickens. They had to have had a lot of chickens or just... I was going to say one big large chicken, but yeah. They probably don't or have... Or just a big farm yeah. in general. Yeah, for sure. But like all that milk and all the eggs. Yeah, because you got to have 10 cows per day. Wow. And like cows will produce milk, you know. We know yeah. from me pumping that the more you remove milk, the more you produce milk. But sure. you got to give them heifers a break. Yeah. Like, they gotta be wore out. They need some milk for their babies, too. Mm-hmm. He got so large with time that when he would roll over in his bed, he created an earthquake. Wow. The neighboring townsfolk came to his parents and told them that they needed to take him somewhere else. So his parents built him a cradle and put him in the coastal waters off of Maine. But when the boy would roll in the cradle, it would cause waves to flood into the coastal towns. <laughs> so his parents decided to take him out in the woods, and he grew up helping his father with his logging business. During one very cold winter, there was a huge snowstorm that laid blue snow. While out one day, Paul came upon a baby ox in the snow. It had been out in the snow for so long that it had turned blue. Paul took him home and put him by the fire to warm him up, but even once he warmed up, he kept his blue color. Hmm, interesting. Paul kept him and named him Babe. Babe the Blue Ox. Right on. And if you guys ever, like, especially in... I've seen that there's a lot of statues of him in, like, Minnesota, I think. Yeah. But there's statues of Paul all over the place, especially up north. Sure. And they're always massive statues, and he always has a giant blue ox statue with him as well. Mm-hmm. Wherever Paul went, Babe was always with him. Legend states that either Paul dug out the Great Lakes to give Babe drinking water, or that Babe's footprints created the Great Lakes. Huh. Depending on which one you want to do. Which, if you have an ox that's big enough to create, like... Lakes? Like Erie or some shit. That's crazy. That's a big-ass ox. It is a big ox. Paul is even credited with dragging his axe one day and creating the Grand Canyon. Well. Yeah. Now we know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we know it was a glacier, but I guess it could have been attached to his axe. Sure. Uh, it is said that Babe would help him debark trees. Mm-hmm. Paul would attach Babe to one end of the log, and he would go to the other end and grab the bark, and then he would give Babe a sharp command. The ox would take off, and it would pull the log out from the bark in one movement. Interesting. Another tale is about how Paul was taking a load of logs down the Wisconsin River. The logs got jammed up, with the jam being over 200 feet tall. When Paul got down to the jam and saw how bad it was, he brought Babe to the river and put him in front of the jam. And then, this is going to sound bad, but remember, this is a giant and it's a tall tale. Right. He then shot Babe with a rifle, and Babe, thinking it was a fly... (laughs) began swishing his tail around. Right. As he swished his tail around, the water started churning in the opposite direction and pushed the logs back down the way they came. And after that, once he got Babe out the river, the water started to flow back the normal direction and the logs were able to flow down where they were going. Sure. Just shooting a giant ox in the ass. Made a huge whirlpool he did he created a whirlpool and it pushed all the logs back and then they were able to get him where they needed to go Hmm. now paul got him a crew of loggers together he found seven mans seven mans seven men to work with him they were said to all be over six feet tall which being over six feet tall in the late 1800s to early 1900s was uncommon Sure. Most men were an average of five foot five. Mm-hmm. So they were known as the Seven Axemen and were all named Elmer. Is that, that kind of like the Canadian take on uh, the horse, seven, the horseman? Oh, you were thinking the horseman. I was thinking the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> right. Like, hi That's ho, true, hi too. Ho, yeah. It's off to work we go. Um, Lumberjacks. Yeah. <laughs> Lumberjacks instead of miners. But if you really think about it, like... Lumberjack, like lumbering, logging, and mining, it's not like a similar business, but I feel like it's almost like a similar lifestyle. Sure. You know, because you're going out to like these remote the areas, wilderness. mining or cutting down trees, and everybody's sitting around the campfire at some night. hard work. It is some hard work, regardless. I mean, we may not agree with coil, coil, coal. And all that. Sure. But I do have mad respect for people that go out there and do that shit. Because it's hard and it's dangerous. Oh, yeah. All right. All the men were named Elmer. That way, when Paul called, they would all come running. Sourdough Sam was the camp cook. Everything he made for the men, except the coffee, was made with sourdough. Yum. If you don't know what sourdough is, I'm not really entirely sure what it is, but it's an ingredient that you need to make sourdough bread. So, there's that. With so many large men in the camp, they needed a large table. It was so large, in fact, that whoever was bringing them food would drive from one end of the table to the other, sleep, and then in the morning he would drive back and bring fresh food for all the men. Dang. Yeah. Big table. I just heard your belly. That's a big table. And Paul had... So you're making me hungry. I know. Well, (laughs) Paul had the biggest appetite. Yeah. On Sundays, they would have hot cakes. 
One hot cake was so large it would take five full-grown men to eat one. That's some flapjacks. (laughs) But Paul would eat ten or more all by himself, depending on how hungry he was. Nice. Massive pancakes. Right. I used to make really big pancakes, and then I got really good at making smaller pancakes. And then you made pancakes the other day, and I was like, wow, these are some big-ass pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um. This one's a little disturbing, but it's also kind of funny. There's a story of a reversible dog they had in the camp named Sport. Hmm. One day, one of the men accidentally cut Sport in half. He tried to put him back together, but he made a little bit of a mistake. And when he put his back end on, he put it on backwards. Wasn't a problem for Sport, though. He would run around on his two front legs. And whenever they got tired, he would flip over and run with his two back legs. <laughs> well. I'm feeling like I'm seeing like a cat dog type thing in my brain. Yeah, yeah, I saw kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I guess everything surrounding this man had to be large because it is said they had big mosquitoes in this camp. Hmm. I can't deal with the mosquitoes we have. I don't want big mosquitoes. Giant ones. Mm-hmm. The men tried a lot of different things to combat the mosquitoes. They even tried to bring large bees in to take care of them. Like wasps? I'm not sure. But check this. Unfortunately for them, the bees married the mosquitoes. Oh, no. And began to breed beekitos? Beekitos. Mosk bees? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I like paquitos. Paquitos. <laughs> Sounds like a food. It does. Like, hey, go get me a paquito. <laughs> Give me some paquito, man. Uh, finally, the bugs made themselves defeatable. They had such a love of sweet things that they attacked a ship bringing in sugar. And they ate so much they were unable to move. Hmm. But also the thought of mosquitoes and bees mating. So you get like blood honey? Now, <laughs> I don't even know about that. Right. That'd be like red honey. Right. With like like sweet, but with like a metallic, like honey and pennies. Honey and pennies. Honey and pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would like that very much. Now, that's just some of the lore and legend around him from Maine, the Maine area. Sure. Um, the legend of Paul Bunyan is thought to be melded together from stories of two men, although there is little actual proof of them being the inspiration, and some people believe the legend started before either man was actually ever born. Right. One was a French-Canadian worker who allegedly helped in a rebellion in Canada against the British regime, regime of the newly conquered Queen Victoria. His name was... Paul Bonjean, but I wasn't able to find anything else much about him. Hmm. And people think that he is tied to Paul Bunyan because Paul Bonjean, if you like Americanize it enough, you can make Bonjean Bunyan. Right. The second, I can see that. Yeah, <clears throat> for he was, sure. He was a rebel. He was a rebel. Um, like I said, I didn't find a lot of information about him. But there was, like, this whole rebellion where loggers and workers of all different sort were just tired of the British ass. Yeah, and taxation is theft. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So they fought him. I can't remember if they won, but um, obviously not because it's still under British rule today. Right, right. 
The second man was in fact a real person and was a big character of a man. This kind of this guy just kind of makes me laugh. I don't know why. Yeah. His name was Fabian Saginaw Joe Foreigner. He was born in Quebec, Canada and immigrated to Michigan to work as a lumberjack. He was over six feet tall and legend states he had a second row of teeth. And he... What? Yeah. And that has happened. I've actually met one person in my life that had a complete second row of teeth in their mouth. Uh, But there was like a story where he bit a chunk out of a bar. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like... Just like bit a chunk out of a bar. Not like a metal bar, but like a bar where you get drinks. Right, right. Um, He was rowdy and he liked to brawl in taverns in the towns he occupied. I mean, if he's six foot tall, he could drink people under the table probably. Yeah, I'm sure he could. And like, because everybody was small back then too. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know why he's trying to fight people. Like pick on somebody (laughs) your own size, sir. (laughs) Right. I'd be like Nathan trying to fight me at work. Yeah. I'd be like, this is not a fair fight. Let me go get an equalizer real quick. <laughs> His signature move was to headbutt people with a head that was said to be harder than a boilerplate. Sure. And I, one of my mom's exes, who is thankfully dead now, he used to like to headbutt people. He was German. Mm-hmm. That man had a hard damn head. Right. One of his most infamous fights was with Silver Jack Driscoll. They fought, and although Fabian was winning in the beginning, Jack was able to defeat him. Now, normally what Jack would do whenever he fought somebody, after he fought them, he would stomp on their head with his spiked boots. Ooh. Yeah, he was a rough guy. Jack, however, he did not do this too. Once he beat Jack, instead of stomping on him, he bought the whole bar, or once he beat Fabian, sorry, Jack beat Fabian. He Jack bought the whole bar a round of drinks and bought Fabian a double. Well, wow. Yeah, very nice. Fabian Sounds was, like an Irish bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, fighting uh, and drinking. Fighting and drinking. Uh, sounds like any bar in the 1800s, honestly. This is true. <laughs> Or any bar in general. Yeah. I mean, even today. Yeah. Fabian was found murdered one night after a brawl in Bay City, Michigan. It is said that he fought with someone who had finally found a weapon that was actually harder than his head. And I'm scrolling. Now, whether Paul Bunyan was a real person or not, he kept many a man company during the long longing trips in the wilderness. Tall Tales kept them entertained during those long nights away from their family and friends. And I have to say, Paul Bunyan is the tallest of them all. Sure. That's Paul Bunyan. It wasn't nice. a lot. Um, it was a lot. A lot of the research was just the same stuff over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do some research on the two guys. I really found like nothing on Paul Bonjean. Mm-hmm. I did find stuff on Fabian. Right. Which was interesting. Um, allegedly, they kept his jawbone at a dental school in Michigan. Wow. But there was, like, no record of it. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about Paul Bunyan, Bill? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool tale. I don't know I why. remember hearing it in, like, 
you know, elementary school. Yeah. Like, they would tell it a lot in there. I feel like they probably told us, too, but I don't remember it. Um, Like, my main memory of Paul Bunyan is legit from Bounty. I mean, pioneers, like, are some wild people, man. Yeah, they really were. And, I mean, what are you going to do out in the wilderness besides make up tales of, you know, tall tales? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure it entertained a lot of people, like... I'm sure it did, and I'd read somewhere where, like, it was almost like a competition. mm -hmm. One guy would be like, hey, I met this one man, Paul, and I watched him swing an axe and take down a big old tree with one swing... You know, and back then the trees were massive. Sure, yeah. Like most trees were probably like the the great giant giant sequoias. sequoias. Yeah. Um. So they're very very large. Mm Mm-hmm. But then the next man would be like, "Oh yeah, well, I worked with Paul, and he straightened out a road by tying it to his ox. Yeah. And make him take off. Yeah. And then the next one would be even more conflated, and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. So. You know, it was just kind of fun. It was something to do. They didn't have Wi-Fi and TV. They didn't even really have, like, radios back then. Yeah. When you were out in the wilderness. And this is vast, untouched wilderness at the time. Think of, like, Vermont, which is nothing but woods. They have less than a million people that live in that state. It's woods. Yeah. Just woods and woods and woods and woods. So, you got to keep yourself entertained. I love the wilderness. Like, the farthest I've ever been out, uh, camping those, like, probably four miles. And even that seemed like, you know, just, we had to walk in for hours. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of wild. Wasn't but... that when you, you were, like, a teenager? Yeah. You're, like, 12 or 13 or some shit. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell I would <laughs> let Patty go out in the wilderness at 13 years old. My parents came and checked on us, like, every day, but... I know. It was a different time in the 90s. Sure, yeah. You know, a definitely a different time. There was right. like a bear trap set up by our campsite when we got there. We were like, uh, I don't know if we want to camp here. Yeah, and I feel like those aren't very legal around here. Well, it was set up by the, uh, the forestry service. Oh, that's so right. They were trying to like... Was it like the bear trap where it like catches them with the claw or was it like a big cage it was a big cage like a live trap Mm. so like they trapped it and then moved it oh okay that's that's a lot better than what i was thinking yeah yeah a lot better i don't know why they had it set up but it made us kind of uncomfortable the whole time i mean you were out there in the wilderness they were here (laughs) first you know yep i've been seeing a lot of reports of black bear activity yeah in the region here lately sure because we're encroaching too much into their territory yeah plus they're coming down kind of everything's coming down farther yeah we're going up farther going up farther yeah well we're going up further too so yeah the more they try and get away from us the more we just kind of come after them yeah and the more wilderness we encroach on the more they'll come out of the woods yeah and it really pisses me off too, because people want to be like, "Oh, well, we should, uh, we should euthanize these animals or find some way to get rid of them, or how about you just learn to live with them?" Yeah, I mean, if we don't live with them, then we're not gonna live for very long. Like, I'm sorry, like bears ain't nothing you should be worried about. Humans are way more dangerous. Sure. 
than a bear that simply either wants something to eat or a mama bear protecting her children. Yep. You know, we had the... Government's the real danger. We had the three bears when we lived out in Candler, and we'd see them all the time wandering through on the other side of the creek. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I think we've said before the day that that one bear came and got the trash out of the back of your truck. He was just like, I just need a snack. That one night that I was cooking, it was either a panther a bobcat or a bear but something was watching me while i was cooking and that was kind of creepy too you saw like eyes out there across the creek i showed my flashlight up at the house above us it was like an abandoned house that was like right next to us and um it was on their porch and i couldn't whatever it was kind of behind something Mm. so it was like the head of it was like down below behind something but it would like peek up its eyes over and like I would shine my flashlight at it, and I could see just the two glowing eyes. It's kind of spooky. I thought uh, excuse you me, not spooky. Something. Like spooky. We just, yeah, spooky. Creepy. That creepy. Yep. Um, Sorry, we just heard a post about that from uh, Paranormal Misfits. Yeah, Paranormal Misfit podcast. Yep. Um, who knew that so many words were uh, racial slurs? Yeah, in right. This world. I mean, I, I never thought about it like that. I do yeah. now. I'm going to try not to say that now, you know. Just say, I like spoopy. Yeah. Because it's like so spooky it makes you poop. Right. Spoopy. (laughs) (laughs) I got that one for Morbid. That's not for me. That's not for me. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, small little look into some American Canadian folklore. Um, Canada is the second most listened to country sure it's the second country and who listens to us the most third being sri lanka i don't know what's up with that but appreciate <laughs> right. it so thanks guys hey to our canadian listeners hey, everybody listen i love your country i just like to say words weird don't get mad about it right if I, it was warmer i'd move there sure. <laughs> yeah we've like literally talked about it but none of us can really tolerate <clears throat> the cold anymore so yeah that kind of cold where you have to like bundle yourself up in 14 layers to walk across the street to school look like the christmas story kid not my cup of tea (laughs) not my cup of tea at all all right guys well we appreciate you joining us again this week uh if you would like you can head on over to instagram and follow us at the paranormal lovers you can search for the paranormal lovers on the search bar on youtube and you can send us an email at the paranormal lovers at yahoo.com uh just to send a personal story or topic request just say you hate us whatever and if you'd like you can head on over to our website as well theparanormallovers.com we got that little bit of merch on there we're gonna work on getting some more on there something a little better because it's it's kind of some sad merch at the moment but it's merch it is all right guys well thanks for joining us and we will see you you next week bye bye